0: This is Chapter 6 of Sketches New and Old. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Sketches New and Old, by Mark Twain, Chapter 6, The Story of the Good Little Boy, written about 1865 Once there was a good little boy by the name of Jacob Blivens. He always obeyed his parents, no matter how absurd and unreasonable their demands were, and he always learned his book, and never was late at Sabbath school he would not play hooky even when his sober judgment told him it was the most profitable thing he could do none of the other boys could ever make that boy out he acted so strangely he wouldn't lie no matter how convenient it was he just said it was wrong to lie and that was sufficient for him and he was so honest that he was simply ridiculous the curious ways that that jacob had surpassed everything he wouldn't play marbles on sunday He wouldn't rob birds' nests. He wouldn't give hot pennies to organ-grinders' monkeys. He didn't seem to take any interest in any kind of rational amusement. So the other boys used to try to reason it out and come to an understanding of him, but they couldn't arrive at any satisfactory conclusion. As I said before, they could only figure out a sort of vague idea that he was afflicted, and so they took him under their protection, and never allowed any harm to come to him this good little boy read all the sunday-school books they were his greatest delight this was the whole secret of it he believed in the good little boys they put in the sunday-school books he had every confidence in them he longed to come across one of them alive once but he never did they all died before his time maybe whenever he read about a particularly good one he turned over quickly to the end to see what became of him because he wanted to travel thousands of miles and gaze on him. But it wasn't any use. That good little boy always died in the last chapter, and there was a picture of the funeral, with all his relations, and the Sunday-school children standing around the grave in pantaloons that were too short, and bonnets that were too large, and everybody crying into handkerchiefs that had had as much as a yard and a half of stuff in them. He was always headed off in this way, he never could see one of those good little boys on account of his always dying in the last chapter jacob had a noble ambition to be put in a sunday-school book he wanted to be put in with pictures representing him gloriously declining to lie to his mother and her weeping for joy about it and pictures representing him standing on the doorstep giving a penny to a poor beggar woman with six children and telling her to spend it freely but not to be extravagant because extravagance is a sin and pictures of him magnanimously refusing to tell on the bad boy who always lay in wait for him around the corner as he came from school and then chased him home saying hi hi as he proceeded that was the ambition of young jacob livens he wished to be put in a sunday-school book It made him feel a little uncomfortable sometimes when he reflected that the good little boys always died. He loved to live, you know, and this was the most unpleasant feature about being a Sunday school book boy. He knew it was not healthy to be good, he knew it was more fatal than consumption, to be so supernaturally good as the boys in the books were. He knew that none of them had ever been able to stand it long, and it pained him to think that if they put him in a book he wouldn't ever see it or even if they did get the book out before he died it wouldn't be popular without any picture of his funeral in the back part of it it couldn't be much of a sunday-school book that couldn't tell about the advice he gave to the community when he was dying so at last of course he had to make up his mind to do the best he could under the circumstances to live right and hang on as long as he could and have his dying speech all ready when his time came but somehow Nothing ever went right with the good little boy, nothing ever turned out with him the way it turned out with the good little boys in the books. They always had a good time, and the bad boys had the broken legs, but in his case there was a screw loose somewhere, and it all happened just the other way. When he found Jim Blake stealing apples, and went under the tree to read to him about the bad little boy who fell out of the neighbor's apple tree and broke his arm, Jim fell out of the tree too, but he fell on him and broke his arm, and Jim wasn't hurt at all. Jacob couldn't understand that. There wasn't anything in the books like it, and once, when some bad boys pushed a blind man over in the mud, and Jacob ran to help him up and receive his blessing, the blind man did not give him any blessing at all, but whacked him over the head with his stick, and said he would like to catch him shoving him again, and then pretending to help him up. This was not in accordance with any of the books. Jacob looked them all over to see. One thing that Jacob wanted to do was to find a lame dog that hadn't any place to stay, and was hungry and persecuted, and bring him home and pet him, and have that dog's imperishable gratitude. And at last he found one, and was happy. And he brought him home, and fed him. But when he was going to pet him, the dog flew at him, and tore all the clothes off him, except those that were in front, and made a spectacle of him that was astonishing he examined authorities but he could not understand the matter it was of the same breed of dogs that was in the books but it acted very differently whatever this boy did he got into trouble the very things the boys in the books got rewarded for turned out to be about the most unprofitable things he could invest in once when he was on his way to sunday school he saw some bad boys starting off pleasuring in a sailboat he was filled with consternation because he knew from his reading that boys who went sailing on Sunday invariably got drowned. So he ran out on a raft to warn them, but a log turned with him and slid him into the river. A man got him out pretty soon, and the doctor pumped the water out of him and gave him a fresh start with his bellows, but he caught cold and lay sick abed nine weeks. But the most unaccountable thing about it was that the bad boys in the boat had a good time all day and then reached home alive and well in the most surprising manner. Jacob Blivens said there was nothing like these things in the books. He was perfectly dumbfounded. When he got well, he was a little discouraged, but he resolved to keep on trying anyhow. He knew that so far his experiences wouldn't do to go in a book, but he hadn't yet reached the allotted term of life for good little boys, and he hoped to be able to make a record yet, if he could hold on till his time was fully up if everything else failed he had his dying speech to fall back on he examined his authorities and found that it was now time for him to go to sea as a cabin boy he called on a ship captain and made his application and when the captain asked for his recommendations he proudly drew out a tract and pointed to the word to jacob blivens from his affectionate teacher but the captain was a coarse vulgar man and he said oh that be blowed that wasn't any proof that he knew how to wash dishes or handle the slush bucket and he guessed he didn't want him this was altogether the most extraordinary thing that ever happened to jacob in all his life a compliment from a teacher on a tract had never failed to move the tenderest emotions of ship-captains and open the way to all offices of honor and profit in their gift it never had in any book that ever he had read he could hardly believe his senses This boy always had a hard time of it. Nothing ever came out according to the authorities with him. At last, one day, when he was around hunting up bad little boys to admonish, he found a lot of them in the old iron foundry fixing up a little joke on fourteen or fifteen dogs, which they had tied together in long procession, and were going to ornament with empty nitroglycerin cans made fast to their tails. Jacob's heart was touched. He sat down on one of those cans, for he never minded grease when duty was before him, and he took hold of the foremost dog by the collar, and turned his reproving eye upon wicked Tom Jones. But just at that moment alderman McWelter, full of wrath, stepped in. All the bad boys ran away, but Jacob Blivens rose in conscious innocence, and began one of those stately little Sunday-school book speeches which always commence with, "'Oh, sir!' in dead opposition to the fact that no boy good or bad ever starts a remark with oh sir but the alderman never waited to hear the rest he took jacob blivens by the ear and turned him around and hit him whack in the rear with the flat of his hand and in an instant that good little boy shot out through the roof and soared away toward the sun with the fragments of those fifteen dogs stringing after him like the tail of a kite and there wasn't a sign of that alderman or that old iron foundry left on the face of the earth and as for young jacob blivens he never got a chance to make his last dying speech after all his trouble fixing it up unless he made it to the birds because although the bulk of him came down all right in a treetop in an adjoining county the rest of him was apportioned around among four townships and so they had to hold five inquests on him to find out whether he was dead or not and how it occurred you never saw a boy scattered so this glycerin catastrophe is borrowed from a floating newspaper item whose author's name i would give if i knew it m t thus perished the good little boy who did the best he could but didn't come out according to the books every boy who ever did as he did prospered except him His case is truly remarkable. It will probably never be accounted for. End of chapter 6